This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. What a wonderful evening. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Praise God. When I walked out my, my house this evening, it's nippy out here in South Florida. And I, uh, I took a deep breath and I breathed in life. And I said, thank you, Lord, I'm alive. I could almost touch life this evening. And so I want to praise God this evening for life, for this breath of air that's in my lungs, and it's all God's. So praise God. I was so happy that I, I, I said I'm going to talk to my, my church family and to those online about an attitude of gratitude. And before we get started, I'm going to have a prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you because the earth spins on its axle because you told it to. I want to thank you because we're here because you have allowed us to be here. I want to thank you because you are on your throne. And I want to thank you that tonight you will speak through me and that hearts will be prepared for this message. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. An attitude of gratitude. Am I sounding too loud? We've had many wonderful topics between last week um, and Monday. We've heard about divine calculation, the God who goes before us, lessons from a simplified life. And Monday, I think the topic was grit, perseverance, and, and passion. Tonight we're gonna speak on an attitude of gratitude. Um, I want to make a disclaimer. I'm not a preacher. I'm a facilitator. But um, to continue, I want to talk to you about the definition of gratitude. Let me see. I think I may have... First two slides didn't download, but that's okay. We're going to talk about the definition of gratitude. So Wikipedia defines gratitude as being thankfulness or gratefulness from the Latin word gratus, meaning pleasing, thankful. It's a feeling of appreciation felt by and or similar positive response shown by the recipient of kindness, gifts, help, favors, or other types of generosity towards the giver of such gifts. So in other words, in order for gratitude to take place, there is a giver and a receiver, and gratitude is what the receiver feels upon receiving gifts, favor, help, etc. I was, um, I wanted to know what notorious folks had to say about gratitude. So I Googled a few quotes. And I chose a couple that spoke to me. John F. Kennedy said, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. That's deep, and that's my motto. Don't preach, live. Okay? Maya Angelou said, This is a wonderful day. I have never seen one like this one before. And that's what I say tonight. This is a wonderful evening. I have never seen another evening like this one before. Michelle Obama said, We learned about gratitude and humility that so many people had a hand in our success. It takes a village. 
And a Vietnamese proverb reads, when eating fruit, please remember the one who planted the tree. Okay? And Piglet from Winnie the Pooh had also something to say. And he said, although I have a rather small heart, it can hold a large amount of gratitude. Okay? And I'll just give you some insight. A piglet is raised on a farm to be slaughtered. And most likely, he knew this. And yet, he had a small heart that could be filled with tons of gratitude. But most importantly, Jesus also had something to say about gratitude. And, and I'm going to invite you guys to read along with me from Luke 17, Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. And I'm not sure if this is working at all. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, so Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, I'm going to pause because I want to tell you that it may be helpful to know that if lepers were ever cured of leprosy, they were required under the law of Moses to show themselves to the priest in order to be pronounced clean and return to their homes and society. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked them, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now before I go any further, I would like to share that I learned gratitude at a very young age from this story. My mother was an amazing storyteller, and she often used the Bible to teach me fundamental truths. So I learned gratitude as a principle. And um, being the Caribbean mom that she is, she had me focus on verse 17 and 18, because it's where Jesus was the most stern, and, he, and he's asking for the other lepers. And so, I had this sort of like idea that if I wasn't grateful, Jesus was going to be stern with me. However, however, as an adult, the Spirit taught me more, that there was more from this story to learn. And tonight, I want to share what the Spirit taught me. Is that okay? All right. So. The first thing I'd like to share is that I think I'm missing, give me a second. There we go. First thing I learned through the spirit that in this story, gratitude has three phases. Okay, let's discuss the first one. The first one is acknowledging you're in need of favor, generosity, healing, etc. in your life. We all experience needs and we've all been there, right? Second phase, expressing 
gratitude to others. We can do that sometimes. Phase three, integrating the essence of gratitude into your life and psyche. That's the hard one, okay? So that's, I learned that from this story, but I learned more and I'm gonna share more. I learned that gratitude and faith must simultaneously exist. Okay? Now, from this story, it's easy to assume that only one leper was grateful. Is that right? But I'm going to challenge you tonight, okay? And I'm going to suggest that all 10 lepers were initially grateful. Okay? The reason for that is that faith and gratitude must exist together. And when they expressed their request to be healed or for the master to have pity on them, they had to have a combination of faith and gratitude. Does that make sense? Now, Philippians encourages us to not be anxious about anything, but in every, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay? So, demonstrating faith in our circumstances is an act of gratitude. Okay, because you, you won't ask if you don't have faith that someone's going to give you something. Okay? So, remember that the topics that we have been exploring are priorities of faith. And both faith and gratitude require that we trust God, hope for things that we may not see, but which are, can, and will be. Okay? So, demonstrating faith in our circumstances is an act of gratitude. Now, the next thing I learned is that gratitude requires action. Gratitude requires action. Because they had the sufficient faith and gratitude to ask for healing, Christ calls them to action. What was the action? Go show yourselves to the priest. Why? Because it was done. <laughs> it was done. Because there was faith and there was gratitude. There was faith and gratitude. It was done. So the Lord says, go and show yourselves to the priests. Brothers and sisters, I've had so many go, your, go show yourself to the priests moments in my life. Praise God. To God be the glory. And I am sure you have as well. So all of these 10 lepers had a go show yourself to the priest moment. But there's more. Gratitude leads to praise. Gratitude leads to praise. Very rarely, very rarely are you grateful and you, you can't praise. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think there's ever been an occasion, but it's rare. I want to make notice or note that this man ignored the euphoria of the miracle that he had just experienced. I want to tell you that being a leper in those days required that you be outcasted. No longer were you part of society. No longer could you touch your wife. No longer could you have any sort of of communication with your neighbors, friends, couldn't have dinner with your children, 
And these men, okay, saw themselves healed, all nine of them. Euphoria was screaming in their ears. You're going to see your wife. You're going to see your kids. You're going to see your neighbors. You're going to be able to talk to your friends. Screaming so loud that they could not see the master standing at a distance. The master who had healed them from a distance. They could not hear the words, go show yourselves to the, to the priests that they heard initially. They couldn't hear that anymore because they were so excited to go back into society that nine of them could not hear that. Only one did. Only one was able to, to remember the words that Christ the Master had uttered that had completely healed him. One. Can you thank and praise the Master tonight? There's more. Gratitude promotes obedience. Now that the leper is cleansed and he thanked and praised his master, he is willing to continue in obedience to, to his master or to Jesus. So he indeed rises and goes. Gratitude happens to provoke that we take God's existence, his goodness, into consideration. A great example of this is Joseph. In, Je oh, sorry. in Genesis 39, verses 8 through 9, but he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in this in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great evil and sin against God? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest for the sake of transparency. I have shunned sin many times for the sake of gratitude. So gratitude leads us to be obedient. But you know what? There's more. The Spirit showed me through this story that gratitude is blind to race, color, and nationality. In verse 16, we see that he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And the Bible clearly specifies, and he was a Samaritan, to distinguish that there was a difference. Verse 18, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Except this foreigner. Gratitude doesn't care about the fact that you may be Russian and I be Ukrainian. It can't be bothered with the fact that I have brown skin and you have yellow skin. It doesn't dwell on gaps. It bridges them. When the Samaritan saw that he was healed, there was no time to think about the fact that Jesus was a Jew. When he asked for healing, he didn't stop to think that the master was a Jew. There was no time to think about differences, only time to think about needs, okay, and those needs being met. So, 
we can easily say that gratitude is blind to race, color, and nationality. But I learned more. I also learned that gratitude can provide well-being. Now I have a question. In verse 19, we see that Jesus said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Hadn't he been healed already? When was he healed? He was healed when Jesus told them to show themselves to the priests. So why does Jesus bother to say, your faith has made you well? Well, because there is only shalom when you are truly grateful to the Lord. Shalom is a total well-being. It's a total interconnection of well-being for mind, body, soul. Everything combined is well. And so when you practice an attitude of gratitude, I can tell you that there is total well-being for you and I. I'd like to conclude by reviewing some of the phases again. Phase one, we'll see that again, it's about acknowledging your need of favor and generosity, gifts, etc., in your life. And like I said earlier, we have all experienced these types of needs. We bear them in the morning when we call into the prayer line. We bear ourselves, our souls, not only to Christ, but to our brothers and sisters, and we express these needs. And we acknowledge that we have these needs. The 10 lepers all acknowledged this need, all of them. If we look, if we look at phase two, we'll see that two is being able to express gratitude to others. When we've expressed our needs and we have bared our souls and someone has come to your rescue, most of the time we can express some sort of, of thankfulness. And then we have phase three where we literally integrate the essence of gratitude into our lives. And that means that we are eternally grateful, eternally grateful to the Lord, to others. No one has to do anything for you. No one has to do anything for you. We don't deserve a thing from the Lord. And yet here we are breathing, talking, feeling, okay? Here we are this evening. So we should be able to integrate the essence of gratitude into our lives. However, I have a question for you. How many of the phases did the nine lepers resolve successfully? Two? You, you say two, Nick? Anyone else? I'm sorry? One. They were only able to resolve the first phase. They couldn't get past expressing their needs. They couldn't thank the Lord. They couldn't even go back and thank him, much less fall on their faces and praise. They couldn't even thank him. 
they were only able to resolve one out of the three phases. One. And only one was able to resolve all three. Could that be why perhaps some of our prayers aren't answered? Could that be why we don't experience shalom? Could that be why we live limited lives? Could that be why we have no well-being whatsoever? This evening, I'd like to challenge you to explore not only one of the phases, but all three of the phases of gratitude. Perhaps then, you and I can experience freedom, shalom, healing of physical, mind, emotional, all sorts of healing. We have been robbed by the enemy of shalom because we cannot navigate these phases successfully. This evening, my prayer is that you and I can navigate all of these phases of gratitude successfully so that we can fall on our faces before the master and praise him and love him and praise him and love him and love him and praise him for who he is, what he's done, and what he will do for each and every one of us. This evening at home, if you are looking for healing, whether it's physical, emotional, healing of all types, I pray that you can praise the Lord this evening with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your strength so that you can experience the healing and well-being that that one leper was able to experience. I'm going to close out with a prayer so that we could learn how to navigate all of these phases. Heavenly Father, God in heaven, we ask for forgiveness. We are not worthy, dear Heavenly Father, of what you happen to give us on a day-to-day -day basis. We're not worthy of, of the breath of life that we have within us, yet here we are talking and breathing and laughing. Thank you, Father. This evening, I want to ask for my brothers and sisters that you may, and myself, that you may help us to be grateful, that you may help us to praise you and worship you under all circumstances, dear God, all circumstances, that we may be able to love you throughout all of life's events, and that we may be able to experience the well-being, dear Lord, that that one leper was able to to experience. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for speaking to us tonight. I pray that we may learn what you'd like us to learn and that we may be able to live what you'd like us to live. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
Sister Lourdes for sharing with us the three phases of gratitude and I pray that it does become part of our lives and I think as she said the the nine lepers was so easy for them to ask and let's be honest it's easy for us to ask and I know that we all do that all the time but what we want to work on is expressing our gratitude to others to God yes but also the people that he uses to help us on this journey and then finally, 
We want to embody gratitude. We want it to be who we are. We want it to be the essence of our being. And that only comes when we're filled with the spirit because it's the spirit that will cry out for us. Even when we don't feel like it, the spirit will cry. So I'm going to ask you to join me now. And as I said before, that I'm going to ask you to join me in prayer because it is supposed to be not a person on the stage praying. It should be all of us, whether we're here in the church or at home. And I'm going to ask you, and, and I'm, I'm going to follow the order that she laid out for us, even though maybe I think maybe we should do it backwards. Let me take a look here. I'm, I'm going to ask that we pray about this backwards. I'm going to ask that as we pray this evening, that we will pray that God will give us that attitude of gratitude, that no matter what's going on, it's easy to praise when the refrigerator's full, when there's gas in the gas tank and all of the bills are paid. It's easy to praise when husband and wife are getting along really well and the kids call you blessed and they love you, right? But what about when you're not getting along with the partner? And the boss just is on you all the time and you don't feel appreciated. What about it, guys, when your wife doesn't recognize the things you do and you feel like you got to keep jumping? Or, or wife, when, when that husband doesn't pour that love into you and, and helps to nurture you? What about when you're working so hard to take care of your kids and all they want is more, more, more? Can we still praise? So the first thing I'm going to ask you guys, and I'm going to kneel here in church today. I don't know what's going on at home, wherever you are, maybe around the dinner table. Maybe you're laying sideways in the bed trying not to fall asleep. Let's just be real, right? But I'm going to ask that this evening that we spend some time in prayer, that God will change our hearts that we will have a heart of true gratitude because he's worthy of it all. And, and maybe we don't have the riches and all the things we want right now when we think about the world's riches. But look at all the amazing things he's done for us. The mere fact that, as Lord has said, that when she stepped outside, she was able to breathe in and breathe out that breath of life that he's given us. So I don't know what's going on in your life. You know those things that you need to express that gratitude for. I'm asking you as I kneel, that you'll kneel and join me where you can if you're able. And I'm going to allow us some time to pray individually. And then I will pray and then we'll move on to the next phase as we go backwards with our attitude of gratitude. Will you guys join me in prayer? So in this moment of silence, ask God to make gratitude a part of who you are, no matter what the circumstance. Heavenly Father, you are truly worthy of it all. And we, your children, here this evening, whether it be in this building or online, wherever we are, driving in our cars, laying in our beds, maybe we're in the gym right now with, with earbuds and listening, we just want to say thank you. Thank you that you love us so much that even when we ignore you, turn our backs on you, do things our own way time and time again. You are still so kind and gracious, patient and tender to us, your wayward children. Father, we've heard the story of the lepers this evening on how you did not discriminate on who you touched and who you healed. Sometimes, Father, we as Christians 
think that it's just us that you're going to take care of. But Lord, help us to understand that everyone on this earth is your son. They're your daughter, your child. Some of them are prodigals on the outside, and many of us are prodigals right here on the inside. But Lord, what I know is that without you, none of us can breathe. None of us can move. None of us have any chance of living. And we're so grateful. Lord, I pray that your children, your church, those who say that we're called by your name, that despite the circumstances, no matter what's going on in our lives, that we will have that attitude of gratitude that will lift you up and praise you everywhere, Father. The people who come into contact with us, Father, will say, what's going on with that person? The way the boss gets on that person, they still praise. Father, that we'll be like Job who says, even though he slays me, still will I praise. Because Job knew where the source of his life and his strength and everything that he had came from. It wasn't about him. It was about you. Father God, I pray that we'll have that understanding of Job where sometimes we think that we've done things. It did take some time for him to come to that understanding that without you, we are nothing. But because of you, we are everything that you call us sons and daughters. And you tell us one day that we will be kings and we'll sit on the throne with you. How is that possible? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And Father, as we transition into the second phase of expressing our gratitude openly to others, Father. Lord, I know that each one of us can think of someone in our life that you've used to bless us in some way. Father, I know that we can think of someone who had a kind word for us on a day when we were completely down. Father, I know that someone needed a dollar one day and someone said, here. Or Lord, someone sent a check just at the right time. Someone shared the gospel of the kingdom and Jesus Christ to us when we were lost and it helped us see you and to see Jesus high and lifted up. So this evening, as we spend a little bit more time on our knees, Father, I pray that we will dig deep into our mind and think of those people that on our journey of life, you have placed in our path that you have used to bless us. And that we will lift those people up. We'll express our gratitude to you for using them and for them for being willing vessels, even if they didn't know it. And as I pause now, I ask you to think of those people, lift them up, and give thanks to God. Father, you tell us through the word that if we have any need, we should ask. And Jesus said, if there's anything that we need, if we ask it in his name, that you, our heavenly father, will give it to us. Lord, I know in this room and under the sound of my voice, there are many people who have needs. Lord, we're acknowledging that you are our father, our Abba, our daddy, our source, the source of everything. So this evening, your children are going to lift up our voices. Asking you to answer those deep, deep prayers. Father, some of us have had prayers that we prayed for so long that we just stopped praying. And maybe we've given up. Lord, I pray this evening you will prompt us through your spirit not to give up, to be like, like the, the widow with the unjust judge where we were told, just keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Strengthen us in our spirit, Lord, I pray. Father, I know that there are many of us who have people that we love that don't know you right now. Maybe we've got children that have stepped away from you. Maybe they've never truly known you, Father. 
Lord, maybe it's because of us and how we've lived in front of them, Lord, and we're feeling that weight. So we're going to come this evening. We're going to petition you. We're going before the king of the universe. But we're not coming just to beg and plead, Father. We're coming because you have given us promises in your word. And because you are a God who cannot lie, you have to answer these petitions. So whether it be finances, whether it be broken relationships, whether it be physical healing. And Lord, maybe it's a prayer for the guy next door who we've been talking to. Maybe it's someone that we've been going to the gym and working out with and we just, we, we, we see what's going on in their lives and we know how much they need Jesus. Father, today we come before you and we lift up our prayers and we know that you hear and that you will answer. And as I pause right now, your children are going to lift up their voices asking you to step in for them. And do what only you can do. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. Because we prayed in the mighty matchless name of our champion, our savior, our Messiah, our redeemer, the one who paid the ultimate sacrifice on our behalf. In the only name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank all of you for joining us here this evening, those of you who are at home and those of you that joined us in the building. I want to encourage you guys, if you haven't come out yet, come on down. I know it's good that through technology we get to be anywhere and everywhere and stay connected, but it's also a wonderful thing to come together and join with your family and pray together and to hear the words spoken. And I just want you to know on Friday night that uh, Brother Fred's going to be here and he's going to be speaking about rich in what matters. And then he's got some little subheading, which I don't understand. So I want to be here to figure it out. It says the analog. I might have to get him in the back and find out what that means. But I'm encouraging you guys to come out at 730 on Friday evening. You know, get prepared a little bit early. You know, maybe tell the boss I got to get out of work a little bit early because I'm going to church to pray for you. I don't know if that's what he's going to want to hear, but we pray that you guys will be here. I want to thank Sister Lourdes again for sharing the word with us. It's not easy coming up here. It really, really is not. Okay. Can you guys see my legs shaking? Um, let me put this back on here. I just want to remind you guys that. If you're online right now and you want someone to pray with you, simply text the word prayer to 954-388-8780. That's 954-388-8780. And a member from the prayer ministry team will reach out to you. Now, if you've made the decision to start a life-changing relationship with Jesus and that you want to go on a a journey to understand his will for your life. If you're interested in Bible studies and you want to go deeper, just text FAITH. And again, that number is 954-388-8780. We would love to see you become a part of our church family and get baptized into the kingdom and join us because there's big things going on. And, and I know, listen, I know we always hear that we're waiting to go there, but can I tell you, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is here now. And when you come into community with your brothers and sisters, and when you feel that love and you know that you're being supported, you get a tiny taste of what heaven's going to be like. Maybe you haven't come back to church and been here for praise and worship, and, and you want a tiny little taste of what it's going to be like to be around that sea of glass, lifting up praises to God. Come back and become part of this church family. Maybe it's going to be for the first time. Maybe you've just come online and you've never, ever set foot in this church before. We're looking forward to seeing you. We're going to have a hug for you at the door. We can't wait to get connected. And, and I know people are smiling, but I sat right there on Sabbath and spoke with a lady who said that she'd been studying the word and wanted to be involved in a church that truly followed God's word. And she started going through... I don't know, Googling things, and she walked in the door, and she's excited to be here. So I want to hold this reach card up one last time, and I'm going to get off this stage shortly, okay? But this is our theme for the year, and I'm going to stand still 
Cameras, I don't know if you've got it. Can you see it? Is there a camera I should be pointed at? Come, you want me to come to this one right here? Okay. This is the reach card. And I'm going to flip it over. On this side is where we have our challenges. Does everyone in, in the room, do you guys have it? Everyone here? Yeah? The same way that person I spoke with this past weekend walked into this church, not invited by anyone, but the Spirit of God moved her here. God has given us such amazing power through prayer to move mountains and do amazing things. Whatever names you put on here, if you have faith, yeah? Those families, those people, that son, that daughter, that husband, that cousin, that uncle, I don't know who it is, but they can become part of God's kingdom too. So keep praying. These cards are supposed to be inside your Bible. When you get together with God every morning, start praying over those people. And let's see what God can do. Thank you for coming out this evening. Just remember, Friday night, 730. Hope to see you guys here. God bless you and have a wonderful evening. And I'm going to say one last prayer. Father God, as we end this um, prayer session, we're so grateful for what you've done tonight. And we're believing by faith that the things that we've asked will be done according to your will. And Father God, we're looking forward to having testimonies right here in this building where people can say, you're not going to believe what God did for me. It starts with prayer, Lord. We know it. We're so grateful that you've given us that connection to you and that power to operate in this world so that more people will know that you're coming soon. Take us home safely, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation's Seventh-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.